All right, folks, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about property management. You didn't know that was coming, did you? I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but I do want to piggyback on last week's episode. And today we're going to focus on property manager. If we decide to hire one, how do we know that they're not going to rip us off? What are the questions that we can ask and what is some of the research that we can do to find out as much as we can without actually experiencing it? Are these folks going to rip us off? Because what we want is a property manager who's focused on us, who's focused on the guest, and perhaps even think of themselves as third in this relationship. That would be ideal. We are helping owners create cash flow and pay down their mortgage while our guests feel like a millionaire for the time that they stay with us. It's no secret that focusing on others' outcome ultimately leads to more income for you and your company. Welcome to the Good Endeavor Short-Term Rental Show. When you go through all of this, the epiphany you might come to is, man, with this property manager, I can actually make more money than I could through saving property management fees and managing it myself, not only physically, but financially. You know, I won't be burdened at nights and weekends. And financially, I'm actually, I actually have more money in my bank account. So this is not metaphorically, but this is the real deal. And the reason is because they are smart about marketing. They're smart about reviews. They're smart about guest experience. Um, and these are things that I don't know yet. So keep that in mind as we go through this. And so we ultimately, we're trying to achieve the same thing. And so if this is a passive investment, we're trying to achieve the more money in our bank account. If we're treating this as a business, obviously we're not gonna be asking these questions to a property manager. So there are three big topics that we wanna discuss, three main questions actually, that we wanna be able to ask these property managers when talking to them. We wanna get kind of an idea of what are the best handful of property managers in the area, whatever way you can figure out to do that. I've got an exhaustive list of ways to do that um, that we could share with you sometime. But these are three, once you get in the conversation, these are the three questions um, or three of several questions that I would ask a potential property manager. One is, what are all of the channels that you use to take a booking? Can you show me an example of a listing on Airbnb? Can you show me an example of a listing on Verbo? How about an example of a booking.com listing? And the reason this is important and the reason you want them to be there is because you can see reviews from there. And then once you see reviews, uh, I wouldn't focus so much on like what may have gone wrong in the house, say a heating element went out in the pool or something like that. But I would focus on like guest communication, how good are they at that? I would focus on the cleanliness of the house. I would focus on if there was a problem, how they handled it, things like that. Um, another question I might ask is what percentage of your bookings are direct? 
Can you walk me through an example of what it would be like to book direct with you? See, here's the thing about direct bookings. They're great. They're great for you if the property manager is willing to share in the profits on that. They're great for the property manager because they want to build their business on the back of their own site, not on the back of these OTAs. But one of the problems is you're not able to see the reviews and you're not able to see um, really what kind of fees that your guests are being charged. Like Airbnb, that's pretty transparent. You know the fees that are that they're being charged. What you don't know unless you walk through a booking on the direct booking website is all the fees that they might charge. And so one way is just to go to the website and uh, do it yourself. But what I like to do is do it in front of them, with them, and ask them to explain these booking fees, etc. Another question that may, we might ask is, may I speak with three of your current customers about their experience? See, this is good. Like, they're going to stack the deck in their favor. There's no doubt about that. They're going to find their three best customers who brag about them all the time, who love their company. So there's no doubt that you're going to get the deck stacked in their favor. But what will happen is this will provide good insight into the day-to-day experience. You can still get a good a good idea um, by talking to some of these. You know, some of the questions might be, do you feel nickel and dimed? Do you feel like your property's being taken care of? How often do you use it? Like, what are owner bookings look like? Things like that. We'll go through that later in the show. But just think about these three questions. Obviously, like I said before, there are many more questions we can ask. But let's focus on these three today in today's show. This leads me into the first question. What are all the channels that you use to take a booking? Can you show me an example of a listing on Airbnb, Verbo, Booking.com, Direct? Uh, from here, you can see the reviews. Obviously, we talked about that earlier. But this is important because so many folks say they're a property management company and they just use Airbnb or they just use Booking or they just use Verbo or they just use their direct website and you're not listed on Airbnb, Booking, and Verbo at all. So many people will book their vacation and they'll just go to one of these three sites and type in where they want to go. A lot fewer people will actually go out onto Google and type in where they want to go and what type of house or cabin or chalet or whatever they want to whatever they want to rent. And so it's really important that you understand this. So if they're only focusing on their direct bookings and they're not even listing you, then your antenna might go up. Vice versa, if they're only focusing on Airbnb and booking and overnight Airbnb and booking and Verbo decide to change their fees and it completely changes the company's business model and now they have to charge you 30% instead of 25% or whatever the fee is, they have to charge you more because they got it changed on them, then that's not good either. You never want to build your business on the back of another company. You want to be able to build it on the back of your own site, on the back of your own uh, intellectual property, if you will. You want to make sure that these companies are absolutely optimizing your listing and marketing appropriately. 
This leads me into the second topic. What percentage of your bookings are direct? Can you walk me through an example of what it would be like to book direct with you? Am I able to see your direct booking reviews? Can you explain what these three fees are? You know, you get what I'm saying. You get where I'm going with this. When I hear that a company is spending a million dollars or more per year in direct marketing, my antenna kind of goes up. So that's kind of, um, that's kind of like not what you would normally think because a lot of companies will brag about how much they spend on direct marketing. You know, Airbnb, they're not considering that marketing. Booking, they're not considering that marketing. They're considering direct marketing just for their website only. And why does my antenna go up? If they're able to spend that much money on direct marketing and say they only have 200 properties, how do they justify that? That usually means, now this is not all the time, but a lot of times that usually means that they're making their money on the back of a lot of fees. So whatever is posted on their website, say it's $400 a night, when the guest gets to checkout, they booked a house $400 a night times five nights, that's $2,000, four, eight, 12, 16, 20, so that's $2,000 plus a cleaning fee might be $200. So they're at $2,200 plus taxes. That might be $250. So now they're up to $2,500. If the total says $4,000 and you have a booking fee, an admin fee, a processing fee, this fee, that fee, just know that that affects your overall bookings. And it's good for the property manager and not good for you and not good for the guests. So, when I look at things, I want to look at a business model that treats the guests like a millionaire for the weekend. They want to walk in. They want to know that everything's functioning properly. They want to know that everything's clean. They want to know that their answers uh, or their questions are being answered. They want to have a, um, a guidebook. They want to know what to do in the area. So you want it. So that's first of all. So you want a property management company that's going to treat them like a million bucks, and then you want a property management company that is focused on the true return on investment for the owner, and not necessarily themselves. Now I get it. Property manager companies are going to call in. They're going to be like, "How dare you throw us under the bus?" But here's the deal. My focus, if I produce enough for my owners, then myself will be taken care of. If I'm actually doing my job, see, I see all these fees as the lazy way out. It doesn't make me have to work that much harder. I have to work really hard to appear on page one in Airbnb. I have to work really hard to get my rankings up on Verbo. That means I have to pay attention to guest reviews. If I'm just relying on all my fees to pay for my marketing, and I don't have to worry about reviews at all, That's that might be a telltale sign for you. All right. So that leads me into the third question. We went over this at the start of the show as well. May I speak with three of your current customers about their experience? The deck is going to be stacked. We already talked about that. But this will provide good insight into the day-to-day -day experience. Do they feel nickel and dimed? Have you ever felt like you were nickel and dimed? 
Do you feel like your property is really being taken care of? How often do you visit your property? Maybe you want to talk to somebody who visits their property ever so often so they know if it's being taken care of. Do you ever read your reviews about your property? Do you know what the guest experience is like? Let me ask you, what do they charge you for routine maintenance? Do you feel comfortable with what they're checking on on, in, and on an inventory basis? Do you feel comfortable that they're checking like forks, knives, spoons, bowls every four to six weeks? Do you think your filters are being changed? Hey, by the way, that's a really good question because I have walked into houses and it looks like those filters haven't been changed in two years. And like that filter is sitting right over top of the master bed and it is nasty. But here's even the bigger reason why that's a good question is because that can dramatically affect the life of your HVAC system. And so you want to talk about making money in the short-term rental management business or the short-term rental business, reducing your expenses through routine maintenance. That is a great way to optimize making money in the short-term rental business. Those are really three of the of the main questions that I would be asking. Obviously, um, there are so many more questions, but let's just let's just think about this. Those are three of the main questions to ask a potential PM. There's so many more. Um, you know, there are questions around fees and software and owner usage and pricing software and dynamic events that happen in the area and what does routine maintenance look like? Um, so many, so many questions. And if you go out there online, you will see so many bad reviews about property management companies and all these bad experiences. But let me tell you, there are good ones out there. It's like the old adage. People used to assign like the used car salesman idea to all salespeople. Like, I don't want to be sold anything. Like, I don't want to be dealt with that way. Like, I don't want to be haggled with or I don't want to be misled. But that's the same thing. There are so many professional people out there that get assigned the category that they're not, that they're trying to break out of and that they're not really in. So um, those are three of the questions. So here's the takeaway for the week. When considering a PM company, a property management company, think about these questions. Think hard about these questions. Think about how this is going to affect your day-to-day and affect your investment. Some people are investing more than a million dollars in these properties and to just hand it over to somebody, that is a big deal. Also, I am actually considering creating a PDF with an exhaustive list of questions to ask a potential property manager. If you're interested in that, please, please, please let me know and I'll be sure to figure out a way to get that to you. All right. Well, that wraps up today's episode. We're super excited that you joined us. Thank you so much. We can't wait to see you guys and hear from you guys again soon. Thank you for listening. And don't forget about the tools available to subscribers. The Property Manager Self-Assessment Tool, My Property Upgrade Walkthrough List, or the chance to feel like a millionaire for the weekend by checking out one of our own properties in person. It's all available on our website, www.goodendeavorstrshow.com.